Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of Shocking Things. I'm John with Laura. Hey. And we're going to be talking about a film called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Uh, Laura and I first saw this film, do you remember, Laura? Was it like maybe three or four years ago? Maybe. Uh, we just saw it. We were scrolling through uh, one of the streaming services. The poster caught my eye and the name. Did it catch your eye? Is that why you wanted to watch it? Do you remember initially? No, you're more drawn to the older yeah. type of movies. Yes, Laura likes more of the 2000s later. I probably said, argued with you about watching probably. it. Probably. So I said, <laughs> okay, I want to see this film. And then, so we did watch it. Then at the time I did research, which I usually do after any time I watch a film and I like it, or even if I don't like it, I'll just, I'm interested in it. I'll look and see more information about the actors, where it was filmed, and I found that it was filmed in Connecticut, so I was really intrigued by that. So we talked about it once we were doing the podcast, that eventually we have to talk about this film and then maybe visit some of the locations, which we did, and we'll talk about that later. But so, Let's Scare Jessica to Death was released August 27th, 1971. Like I said, I was drawn to the poster. It uh, has a woman holding this pole, striking uh, in a boat. It has like skeletal hands coming out, like she's trying to kill the skeleton. And uh, it says, "Something's after Jessica. Something very cold, very wet, and very dead." So it's directed by John Hancock. Uh, the film he's most well known for is "Bang the Drum Slowly." It's written by John Hancock and Lee Calchum, but uh, Hancock used an alias Ralph Rose. Uh, the only writing credit he has is a film called Weeds. Calchum wrote mostly for television. Some uh, notable things were Alfred Hitchcock Hour, The Odd Couple, Sanford and Son, All in the Family, and he's the creator of a series called Something Wilder, starring Gene Wilder. The cast has Zora Lambert. She did lots of television appearances. Some of the films she appeared in were Alphabet City, Stanley and Iris, and Exorcist Three. Barton Heyman as Duncan. He was in Bang the Drum Slowly, The Exorcist, the original, and Basketball Diaries. Kevin O'Connor as Woody. He was in Special Effects and It's Alive for his horror features. Gretchen Corbett as The Girl. 
lots of television appearances, and she was a regular cast member on The Rockford Files, and most recently in the Nicolas Cage film Pig. Mary Claire Costello as Emily. Uh, she did lots of television appearances, and for film, she was in the horror anthology Nightmares, and uh, the cult classic Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. That's what I'm most familiar with. And the synopsis is basically it's a recently institutionalized woman. And she comes out, she goes to this farmhouse, and then um, I don't even know what to make of this, right, Laura? I mean, it's a very ambiguous film. We could talk about it and ask your opinions, what you think was real, what wasn't real, right? Yeah, I guess it's uh, to interpretation at the end. I mean, it... it... It seems like everything that she saw can be real, but it's implied that she was in a psychiatric institute. So they don't say for what, but I think like the first apparition of, well, we're not sure if she's an apparition or not, of the ghost girl that she sees tells us that she was maybe seeing things. It's hard to tell. Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing about this film is because Jessica's always hearing these voices in her head. Yeah. So you hear that and then... She hears voices of her own voice, like she's talking to herself, and then the other character we're introduced to is um, Emily, who they find squatting in their house. Right, which I thought was it was because they don't. She doesn't come off as a creepy character. Um, she she literally comes off like a hippie, like just um, hanging out in this house. Like she, you know, when you usually are introduced to a creepy character, you're kind of like, wow, they're creepy. You don't trust them immediately. Her, you're like, ah, uh, because they're all hippies. They're all. Right. Yeah, so she seems of... like she's she's really just hanging out there, and she's not like uh, she doesn't want to fight with them, or she's like, oh, I'll just get my stuff and leave. So. Yeah. No. No. That's you're right. So you don't think of her as this evil person. Then they do a séance. I li- yeah, I like how it gradually introduces her as creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, she does this. They do the séance, and it seems like. Jessica's the only one that's hearing anything, right? She's the only one, basically. Well, yeah, because she's she's playing on if everything is truly happened as we say it is. Is it really in her head, or was she preying on Jessica because she is vulnerable, mm-hmm. and these are her next victims? True. So yeah, because and then everything happens really after the séance. So that's why we don't know. Did this séance bring out this character that we find out uh, this bride? Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. There's a, yeah, there's so many things. That's why when you watch this film, it's oh, I've seen it at least what three times now. What about you? At least two now, probably in the past week. You've yeah, seen it about three times. Two. Mm-hmm. So there's little things that kind of you catch well, here and there. I'd, I'd say. And I'll tell you, it it hooked me at the beginning because it's so Octobery. And they're doing grave etching, and the colors of fall are there, and then the farmhouse is creepy. So if you like ambiance and scenic, I'm a scenic girl. I love that little stuff that adds. Yeah, the yeah the, the graveyard, you have know, the etchings. Like she was almost like childlike when she runs out. Like she's all I think because she got out of the institution. She's like she feels free. Yeah, she is childlike. Like is. when she first comes out, like she's all excited to do these. But you know, that's these also what makes you question if. She's yes, sane yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what else happened that was interesting? So, yeah, like you said, the, the etchings. And then they put those etchings as decorations in their bedroom. Would you allow me to do this, Laura? Get these gravestone etchings and just plaster them on our wall? Well, for some... this 
I have issues with this movie because um, just coming out from a psychiatric institution, I don't think the best thing to do is be taking gravestone rubbings and then hanging them up in your new bedroom of your new house. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're already scared or you already have mental issues, wouldn't that just um, pronunciate like... I, I don't know. It's just, it's not... It's just not something I guess the the average person does, right? So especially if you're like a teenager and you did it, I'd say okay, I get it. But she's what in her thirties in this film, probably right, late thirties. So it's I don't think it's that. I just think the circumstances. I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I'm sure more people may do that. Like yeah, there's, nowadays there's people who have be, that interest. Yeah, because the gravestones are actually they're very beautiful. Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, there's all different designs, and, too. And people do like that, but just in her... In her state, you're saying, yeah. In her yeah. state. Yeah. Uh, what else was interesting? When they go... Laura, um, this uh, she would not go for this if I did this. When they go... Because they are hippies. They introduce them pretty much as hippies. Because uh, on the, they drive around in a hearse, too. And it says has a peace symbol and love painted, like... I don't know if you saw that on the hearse. Like, it's... It's very small, mm -hmm. though. So I guess they're introducing how they're into this whole free love thing, and they bathe in the lake together. Uh, Laura, Laura, when they're washing, they're scrubbing each other. You, Yeah, I mean, So if this um, Emily character started different. scrubbing me, that, that you wouldn't be too crazy about that? Well, she was... <laughs> you could hear her um, Her voices in her head or her thinking she, she likes... Or he likes her. Mm -hmm. or, but yet they... She let it happen. So... In today's age, no. I don't think anybody would go for that. I'd be like, no, you can't stay. Get the F out of my house. Thanks. <laughs> but it was a more trusting time. Then they also see that, that girl, just, just call her as character, the girl they call her. They see her briefly, too. And then and then this week, is, okay, is Jessica imagining this girl is actually there or is she there at the time when you're watching right. the film? Then later... Uh, they explore the house more, and Jessica finds this wedding dress, and then and she, she put, goes up into the attic. That creepy staircase. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. I thought just the whole look of it, and she looks at herself in the mirror with it, and then they find a photo of a woman wearing the dress, and the woman in the photo looks just like Emily, the right. character. Right, and I I saw it immediately. I don't know about you. But oh yeah. I recognized. I don't know if that was intended for the audience, but it was just strange how Jessica wouldn't have noticed that. And now the locals, they later they drive around Duncan. Uh, was it her husband, right? Boyfriend, husband, uh, the character Duncan. Yes. When they go into town, it's all these elderly men that they don't like the that they they call them hippies too. <laughs> and then... But I have like questions. Are these the only? people living in this town just these like these six men at where there's a well couple of them. it's a low budget film I, I do know that they were locals too like the, the only real uh, people in the film that actual acting experience are the main cast all those the older men they're all locals that they just found there and so yeah oh, okay. so i think it's the budgetary reasons so you so gotta strange. leave it to interpretation right there's probably thousands right but it's a small town though too in connecticut so and they, what, 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 okay, I can't talk. No, no. What were they, like, her minions? Uh, well, you have to try and, because they, they, and then they don't like Duncan. They smack him in the head, too, right? If you notice that, they come really close, very claustrophobic. They're all, like, getting their faces right next to him. Yeah, they were 100% creepy. Uh, so now we talked about how they went into the attic. 
looking around. So then Duncan and Jessica go to this antique dealer to try and sell him some of the things. And they told him where they moved to. And uh, it's referred to as the Old Bishop House. And supposedly Abigail Bishop uh, drowned in their backyard, according to, to legend, and not, never got to wear the wedding dress in the photo, and that she's a vampire. So Jessica does sell them the items, but she wants to keep the framed photo. And the dealer was reluctant to buy the items because uh, the locals, he said, wouldn't buy them. But then Jessica hyped it up saying, well, you can sell it to the people in New York. Mm-hmm. And then so um, so we bought them. So that was so they set that up the whole uh, Abigail Bishop story. Uh, then that woman we see later uh, appears. She appears and disappears again. Uh, the girl and the on the girl in the white dress. Yeah, yeah. And then I all, thought that was very random for yeah. this whole story. And they never truly explain who she was or what happened no. there. And then another uh, and so. When they go out also, you'll see uh, Duncan's fishing, and you just see under the water, you see a woman in the water, too. Another mm-hmm. uh, interesting, that's, we're going to figure out later who that is. Uh, so now Jessica walks around uh, and finds that the antique dealer now is dead on their property. And uh, they talk to the girl, they stop her, they run after her. So uh, another thing, uh, there's a uh, the mole. They they save this mole now. Yeah, this this mole it was a mouse. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. I told Laura, I said, am I like crazy because this they keep calling it a mole, but you could tell it's a mouse. But uh, I'll, I'll later on I'll tell you more about that. So um, and then this mole gets uh, stabbed later, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, the whole, I, you're not right quite there yet, but yeah, oh, yeah. The, the way that, what is she? The whole movie is it's, just yeah. really, goes to interpretation. Was, yeah, no, <laughs> it was just it random. Was it was just, it was just very because... random, some of the stuff. But uh, so then another thing I want to mention, how Emily and Jessica are together upstairs in the attic. And Jessica notes how the woman in the photo looks just like her. And then uh, Jessica hears voices of Emily in her head to look in her eyes. So this is, it's getting stranger and stranger. And this is the, the part where it really, uh, I think it really turns. It gets more, really dark at this point. So Emily and Jessica put on bathing suits and go into water together. And then Emily throws her into the water, joking around, Jessica just... That scene was so ridiculous when she pushes her. Yeah, yeah. And then they, like... <laughs> then So they're swimming. Then she starts grabbing her. And pushing uh, her Emily, under the water. Yeah, Emily grabs her. Then Jessica, like, escapes where she was not having fun. Then all of a sudden, this is the part. It's really, really creepy where you see her come out now, Emily, wearing the, the white dress now as is the Abigail Bishop character. Uh, just the way that was shot, yep. I thought it looked really, really incredible. I think it was well done. Really, like, it still holds up as being scary, like, the way, the transition of that scene, too. So, uh, Jessica, she goes into her bedroom, um, and here's, I, I'm here, and where's Duncan? 
you 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 want to die go on i'm in your blood all these things in her head was really really just i don't know added like tension to it okay so uh also it's important to note that jessica sees emily kissing duncan right laura that's very uh... oh right before he leaves so that this is she's really vulnerable right now i mean she she thinks that duncan is going to leave her um she doesn't want uh, him to see that she's she thinks she's crazy she thinks everything is in her head mm -hmm. and she doesn't want him to see that and at this point she knows it's too late uh, they actually they have a fight in the bedroom one night and he leaves and that was really the icing on the cake emily strikes she takes what she wants and she kind of bites but she doesn't bite his neck but we up to this point we don't yeah, really know biting, what she's it's, doing it's, yeah because when she comes out of the water too with jessica she tries to bite her in the neck too so the whole vampire thing right which yeah still doesn't make any sense because yeah. she's using a knife to cut them but <laughs> i know it is a bit is all she over the a place vampire is she just cutting them and sucking them <laughs> sucking their blood like but uh so then so Duncan leaves, and Jessica then, she hitchhikes that goes into town now. And How would you do that? Yeah, that was odd. And this is where you notice, like, uh, the men have all these cuts. Because they mentioned before they have bandages on them where you can't really see it. The band No, like, I right. didn't notice it. And then there's, but there's one man in particular when Jessica goes into town at this scene. I said to Laura, it looks like he's got a vagina near his ear. He has this giant, like... <laughs> Yeah, these, these cuts that they have yeah. in different parts of their body. It was just yeah. Some have it on their arm. They so show like one of the older men. She can't be a vampire. It's... Yeah, not a traditional vampire, and right? She uses the same knife on the mole. Like, yes. what is she doing? Maybe she was just killing the mole. Okay, we have to note how this Woody character—he's always—he's enamored with Emily right from the beginning, right? Yes, he really is intrigued by her. And then. Uh, this is a scene I could tell you right now Laura didn't like. Woody's always using pesticide, right? In this tractor, driving around. They're like in this apple oh, orchard. Oh, drives me crazy This apple now. orchard. So have to mention. To uh, see all this pesticide going on all of the fruit trees. and <laughs> It's terrible. And then, But then this is the scene really uh, disturbed Laura. Woody walks in, he sees Emily wearing the the white wedding dress and he's all covered in the pesticide still and they start making out right yeah and he's like she's I licking really... his fingers yeah and he's everything. like i should wash this off and he's she's like should you and he's like yeah i really should and then she starts licking his finger i'm like this is disgusting yeah then it leads to the neck right then then that's when the vampirism yeah, starts then, right? well whatever it is it's not really vampirism but yeah so i forgot to mention it earlier. is that a word vampirism yeah before jessica <laughs> goes to town that happened which is very very important so um so jessica she comes home from being from the town she she's in bed with duncan and then she sees he has that slice near his neck too and uh then Emily appears with a machete, like you're saying before, using the knife. All of a sudden, she has a machete. <laughs> yes, like what is she doing? Is she biting or cutting? Uh, like, I don't what know. What are we Again, doing this here? Is a he's, version he, of he looks like he's actually sucking her neck on one side, and here she comes with a knife, and then she cuts Jessica's neck, and Jessica's like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, just cut your neck." Yeah, it was... I don't know. It was 
And then that it girl. It was a creepy movie. The girl was found dead, right? The girl in the white dress was found, right? That in was a her. casket in downstairs when Jessica finally. She gets this burst of energy, jumps out of the bed with all of the minions around. Oh, the Duncan old men come right and towards Emily, her. Yeah. And she is able to just leave the room. Yeah. Nobody stops her. And then she's running downstairs and random girl in white dress, which yeah. I don't think they thought this through, yeah. was sitting downstairs in the casket. Mm-hmm. Was that a casket? A no, coffin? well, that's that's actually that's the base case when he was playing base oh, early the in the film. Case. It looked like a coffin. Uh, yeah, a lot of people make a mistake with that. The director was saying, I know. Yeah, so okay. I know, but it does so, look as it's huge. But they never say like, I I assume she was just a victim too. Yeah, and then the old men, right? That were they creepy having all these guys coming towards Jessica, all like in her bedroom appearing out of nowhere just swarming towards her yeah that it was, was uh... like were they just gonna all eat her oh she wanted but it seems like she only wants men mm-hmm. like she wanted her husband duncan yeah. was her next victim and she said he's mine mm-hmm. so and then we go towards the way the film ends Oh, so Jessica tries to escape and she goes to the ferry the ferryman has a slice on his neck too and he won't let her on. <laughs> right? town. Um, so then she uses a rowboat. And this is the scene. It's like similar to the movie poster. These hands are crawling up. And then she grabs this hook. I don't know what you call this thing. This like fishing hook. No, That's I don't know either. What you'd call this. In the boat. The stab. The person. Then we see that it's Duncan. Right. After he's dead. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I mean, she stabs him multiple times. Yeah. So in the back, though. Yeah. Know. So he's, and then we see Emily, or is it Abigail Bishop? We don't know. With the as you call them, the minions, the old men staring, right? Just yeah, from at the shore, and watching her, and then that's when I, the ending comes on, where she's not sure, or no, was. I don't know. She had said it at the very beginning of the movie. She says she's really not sure if it was all in her head. Or yeah, it, it starts really off happened. her on a boat and it ends with her on yes. a boat. So it was a good bookend, right? The way it uh, that that was. It done. was a good bookend, and I'm still confused. But so. that's exactly. So it seems like that. Okay, did she really kill Duncan? Right? Where are these Where are these minions there? I think she Emily? killed Duncan, but was he really turned it? Yeah, a was there really this Emily character even there? Right. She imagine her. We don't know. So. Oh, was she crazy? Yeah, so... But I have to say, too, that um, the song that they use, um, that Emily sings, mm-hmm. I thought it was really ominous and fit the story well. Oh, when they're all together in the kitchen singing together? Yes, yeah. and they play it um, when you turn the, the movie Blue on before yeah. it starts, and it kind of grew on me. <laughs> yeah, after you hear it, it's on a loop. If you, if you have the Blu-ray, it's, it keeps looping over and over and over again, like, right with... <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things about this movie. Um... One of the quotes I thought was funny when they go on the ferry and they have uh, inside the hearse, which they briefly show at the beginning of the film too, the the base case. So he's looking at the case saying to, uh, to Duncan, what's in that case? He goes, my mother-in-law. And then the ferryman goes, wish it was mine, which I thought was hilarious. And then another scene where they're driving around and the, the townsman... They say, damn hippies, because they see that they have the peace symbol and everything on there. And they're driving a hearse, which isn't especially typical, right, in that time period. And then Woody says, they probably go in their cages after dark. 
damn weirdos. Yeah. That, so that they set that up well, I thought. Okay, here's some things you might not know about Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Uh, film historians credit the writing of the film influenced by the novella Carmilla by Sheridan La Fanu. Uh, it predates Bram Stoker's Dracula as one of the earlier vampire writings. Uh, the director, John Hancock, saw a film called The Haunting and basically said he ripped this film off. Uh, Laura and I haven't seen this film, so now we have to watch it to see exactly how close it is. A lot of these actors, uh, John Hancock, the director, found acting off-Broadway. He's involved in, in plays, so he found them that way. Zora Lambert was actually twice nominated. She played Jessica in Broadway's Tony Awards for Best Supporting or Featured Actress in the consecutive years of 1962 for a look We've Come Through, and in 1963 for Mother, Courage, and Her Children. The director dated Jessica, but was unsuccessful in his words. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Well, he didn't sound too happy yeah, that it yeah, didn't work so out. That's, uh, the fog in front of the house was all there naturally, which was really, really great. It really added uh, to the film. Um, John Hancock studied Hitchcock's films, he said, to prepare for this film. The exterior of the house and the interior are two completely different houses. The exterior of the old Bishop house is in Old Saybrook, and the interior was shot in uh, the Dickinson Witch Hazel Mansion in Essex, Connecticut. It's much larger, apparently. That's the reason why they shot it in there. Uh, John Hancock said, Emily looks exactly like his mother. The producer mentioned that to him, and then he said, yeah, she does. So, Creepy. Yeah, which is very, and he said he cast redheads in all of his films. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it was shot in 25 days. Uh, the parents of director John Hancock used to bring back tombstone rubbings for him when they used to go to England when he was a child, so that's why he incorporated that into the film. Uh, fish nibbled on the cast members' legs when they were filming the scenes in the water. I wouldn't shoot it. <laughs> so, so their acting is great because you can't tell, right? I mean, they're, they're going through the scenes like nothing's happening. Uh, now, we talked about in the film, if you watch it, you'll see this you know, woman under the water certain times with the, with the wedding dress on, which is Emily. Uh, they use this mannequin with pulleys on a cement block with ping pong balls in it to float. Apparently, mm -hmm. this whole combination. It looks very realistic when you watch it. You it think does. it's a real person. Mm -hmm. uh, the director, John Hancock, grew up on a fruit farm. So that's why you see Woody spraying the pesticide in the orchard because he grew up in an environment like that. So he was used to that. Now, we talked about the mole before, which is actually a mouse in the film. They had a mole, it died on the set, so they had to replace it with a mouse in the film, but... They still called it a mole. That's what I thought was ridiculous. That's the one, if I have one complaint, is just change it. That's just, your one complaint? My, yeah, my <laughs> one complaint is do some simple editing, but I told Laura when I'm like, am I crazy? That's not a mole, isn't it? Is that a mouse? She goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. I, the... <laughs> so, um, this, I, I love gimmicks like this. Lowe's Theater in Hollywood in 1971 had an advertisement that if you drove to their theater in a hearse, you'd get two free tickets for Let's Scare Jessica to Death. 
Well, you would have to rent a... It, was it worth the cost to rent well, a hearse? Or if you just owned one. I mean, it's just a gimmick. So, I don't know. Or, or if you just own one. Like, these characters own one, so there could have been someone that owned one. If you had a funeral parlor, you could just drive up and get two free tickets. I guess. So, they use that as free promotion, too, oh, okay. right? Okay. Would you get two people? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, now, this was filmed for the filming locations. It was in the cemetery. was in... Um, it's called the First Church Cemetery in East Haddam. Also in Chester, Connecticut, the ferry, uh, the Dickinson House was in uh, Essex, Connecticut. The interior, the exterior was in Old Saybrook. So we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, we went to, well, one I went solo. First we went together the cemetery in Essex. Uh, first off, I have to say the drive going is beautiful there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right, I mean, we passed the Connecticut River. I mean, just that area is stunning. Like we're one hundred percent going back up there to do something else. Yeah, the the weather was beautiful too that day. So it was really, really just nice. Just just a nice drive, right? Just driving around, just just for the scenery. Yeah. Um, we had to look around. It's a small cemetery, but it took us what a good fifty minutes to find the. Yeah, it was still. decent size. It wasn't it wasn't huge, but. But because a lot of these headstones. The one, the the main one you see in the film is the the Venture Smith one. There's a lot of the tombstones that look almost exactly the same. Yes. So I had to look for there's like certain area around like the neck area. There's like heads on all of them. And it's like primarily like an older cemetery. Like yeah, it yeah. It look like there's too many new headstones. No, you're right. Yeah, it's mostly old. Yeah, very very few that are actually modern. And it has. And it was very peaceful, like any cemetery. It was very somber, peaceful. And so that character, they well, they, they talk about with the etchings and everything, Venture Smith, they have right next to the headstone, they have this little plaque that explains more about him, which I'm going to post on social media. I thought that was really just, besides just for the filming location, for historical purposes. Historical purposes, yeah. It was fun to see. Um, then, so, another thing, too, we drove by it. In the film where they have the waterfall that they show, we drove right by that too. And I think I called it out. I was like, there's a waterfall I I, over there. And you looked it up and you were like, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, but it's on somebody's property. It's behind it's somebody's hard property. It's to tell. And like, you're like, how do you park? And yeah, it was, it was kind of unusual. Because in the film, it looks like they make it out like it's connected right to the cemetery. But it's not. It's like a 10-minute drive yeah, from the cemetery. So. It's a busy road. Yeah, yeah. You would have had to pull off on the side. I didn't... Again, I think somebody yeah. owned the property, so... But, uh, so then the next day, Laura was out shopping with her mother. I said, you know, I gotta get... I gotta get a picture. I gotta go on the site to see the the main house of the film. I have to get this. <laughs> right? So... And I told Laura, I said, you wouldn't go anyway to this because it's private property. She's like, right? So Yeah, because I'm one of those people. Like, I always get caught. Don't I'm rob a always, bank with her. Yeah, She'll, you yeah. can't do anything with me because I'll be that person. So I'm just like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I drove by myself to go. It's not at all what I expected the area's in. It's basically on a main road. So it has this driveway, has some length to it. And right when you go up there, it says, you know, no trespassing. It has a for sale sign. So I park at the bottom. I just walk up briefly. I don't go really too close. 
gonna go inside that. If you look at the house, it's in shambles. I mean, it really is in such a disarray. It's it's sad because it's such a beautiful house too. Yes. When you you look at it in the film, and so, you will be posting those on Instagram. Yes. So looked at uh, just did a brief look around, took some pictures, left. Um, now I said, okay, I want to see. It's for sale. How much is this? So now you have to remember, you're not just getting the house. Because Laura goes, oh, can we buy the yeah, house? Yeah, my response. <laughs> I said, if you saw how bad it is in person, you'd have to put like a million dollars into it. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. So the big draw is not the house, unless you're us, but the, the property, uh, all the land you get. It's 124 acres. How much do you think they want for this? I don't know, but I think you're going to tell me. Yeah. I hope it's no more than like 25000 120. You get around 124 acre lot. So the land, it's not the house, it's the land. Though. Yeah, somebody could level the house and rebuild. Okay, tell me. They want uh, <laughs> almost $6 million. What? Because the land, not the house, the land. Oh, that's crazy. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, not so for the, us. So the yeah, so the <laughs> land is is what uh, yeah. Too bad it's on a little tiny quarter acre lot, right? Then you try and look into getting this house. I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy. So it's that's cool. It is, but yeah, but not not for that amount of money. So, uh, all right, Laura, we're gonna do the the ratings that Laura I came up with. For, Laura's still getting used to the thumbs up, down in the middle, way up, way down. Right. Yeah, a, a thumbs up. Okay, I I give it thumbs up, but it's like pointing a little. Not it's not oh, way come up, on, but don't it, start. it's not way up, but it's, it's inching up. It's inching up. But yes, yeah, so because it, it's it's not a perfect film, but there are. Like, why did you give it that rating? The thumbs uh, up because it's not a perfect film. I have I don't know if it, it's supposed to be open for interpretation, but I don't know how much of that I like sometimes. There was just way too many loose ends for me. I would have liked a little bit more um, closure, mm -hmm. just a little bit. I agree with you. That was my first thought. The first time I saw it, I was kind of saying to myself, okay, well, what happens? Then I'm trying to find research, and even the director, who's, you know, the writing isn't even saying exactly. So you're like, okay, so you have to, like you said, interpret it. It's very ambiguous. Yeah, there were things like the girl in the white dress that made absolutely no sense. But then there were things in the film that terrified me, like yes. her running through pesticide, for instance. <laughs> for that Laura, that's horror film. It was to me, horrifying. I'm not even paying attention to that. <laughs> but it was like little things that they added that... What I really... There's certain things that add that... But yeah, we had the question, is it a supernatural film? Is it just a psychological horror film? We, we don't know. Uh, the music, to me, is a huge, huge part of this film, which I like. Uh, because you hear the synthesizer. Um, and then you also hear the piano, too. It's uh, Walter Sear is the one who did the synthesizer. And Oliver, oh, was it Orville Stover? Oh, that was so Stover. beautiful. And it really, when you hear the synthesizer, I guess this is also one of the earliest horror films to use a, a synthesizer really uh, yeah and they use also like a wind when they do the sounds where you hear the voices uh that jessica hears you also hear like wind too at the same time which i really like the way that was done uh, 
so it was very effective. It has a, like a atmospheric, would you say, all these things combined, I thought. So that very. really bumped it up another level to me. Um, the performances, I thought, were fantastic, really with uh, Emily and Jessica. Those, the characters. Yes, they, they stand out. Like, just... Uh, I, I don't Zora. think the men are neither here yeah. or there. Yeah, Zora Lampert as Jessica and Mary Claire Costello as Emily. Those two, you just watch those two, they're amazing. But yeah, like you said, we don't get a definitive answer, but it's kind of good sometimes that you watch a film and then you have to say, okay, what happened? It's a good you know, basis for discussion because you don't, it's not just yeah. forgettable. No, so I'm in, not arguing so in that, that sense, just... so I... I, I think we could say, yeah. So definitely a thumbs up. Like I said, I'm going to give it slightly higher than you in that sense, but but not way up though. This isn't. But uh, also, this is Rod Serling, one of his favorite horror films, so Twilight Zone fame. That's very interesting. And Stephen King. Really? Yes. Huh. So yeah. So it really and it's really grown in popularity in the past couple of years, I'd say, because when they wow. put it on Blu-ray, it just seems like it's really there's more and more interest in this I film I can see now. why and this is another movie that the more you watch it the more things you notice and the more you want to watch it I can see this becoming a stable for every year maybe I, yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm really really growing to, uh, to like it more and more I agree with you so we might have to pop this in when every Halloween uh, every like fall season maybe yeah but I don't even think that it just, just a fits random in just, fall yeah be like a late summer because it was filmed in november too i want to say yeah. so it so it is a fall film right and just for that reason That's right? a fall film. <laughs> and one last note before we sign off why is it called let's scare jesse to death uh, oh are you being... because <laughs> she never she gets scared to die. death well she was attempt emily was attempting to scare her to death Okay. I, do I don't know. know. That's a good question. Know. Yeah, that, that's my my last thought. Of that. <laughs> Even the title is... Yes, it's a great title, though. I'm drawn to the title. It's one of those things, if a movie has a great title, I'm, I want to watch it. I agree. So... Don't make me think too hard. So everyone listening, uh, <laughs> if you want on social media, or uh, that's a question we have to ask you. Why is it called Let's Scare Jessica to Death? Should it be called Let's Stab uh, Duncan to Death, right? <laughs> Stay, Jessica. Stay. social media please go to anchor.fm slash shocking things that is the hub for all our links and you can also see everything that we talk about the posters the pictures and everything involving each episode on our social media please comment and please leave a message and ask any questions you want about shocking things 